0: Hi, I'm Sierra. And I'm Stefan. We're here to chit-chat
1: about the mystical, the magical, and everything in between.
0: This is Mystic Gossip.
1: And we're here to spill the positivity. Dreams.
0: Dreams. (laughs) Dreams. <laughs> Dreams. That's what we're talking about today.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. What's up? We're back.
0: We're <laughs> back again.
1: We're here to spill some tea. I'm literally drinking tea this episode. I got my Sagittarius mug. I'm drinking some, I don't know, what's it called? Wedding Imperial.
0: Whoa. Very,
1: very fancy pants.
0: Very fancy. Tea.
1: And the tea <laughs> that we're spilling, I won't be spilling this tea because it's very expensive and I do use the tea bag twice, but... <laughs>
0: We we, we, just, we we have a separate tea for spilling and separate tea for drinking. It's like exactly. throwing wine, you know, throwing wine like There in, we go. You know, the there we go. The wine we drink and the wine that we throw. Wow. We need We're, to
1: know. Well, the the spilling tea is dreams. <laughs> dreams. We're talking about dreams today. And <laughs> I love that. And I feel like ugh, there's so much to say. There's so much to say. But I guess question for you is, do you often have dreams?
0: I mean, Sierra, this is like, we are dreamers, you know? And I I (laughs) have to say in every possible way, I have dreams. I am very much a dream intuitive. Like I have for the longest time had dreams that were, You know, and I think this is the thing about dreams. We have different kinds of dreams. You have those kind of dreams that are like the filing system of the day where you're just filtering through images and your brain's processing stuff it's seen and throwing things away and keeping certain things. Um, But then you have these dreams that seem to be these perfect parcels of information that are like, whoa, my subconscious is telling me something or some spirit person is telling me something or, you know, and I've had some crazy ass dreams like that, but I tend to dream. Yes, I do. What about you?
1: I just love what you said about how we are dreamers. That's just got me on a whole little like my brain is just having its own little <laughs> party, party with that phrase because I'm like I I'm working on it. I'm working on my dreams. I'm working on remembering dreams. I'm working on documenting dreams. Um I I would say as a general like <laughs> an overview of my life, not really. I have phases. <laughs> I have phases of dreams. I certainly rarely remember them unless I put an extra effort into doing so. And I definitely don't remember them with any sort of like visceral detail. Um, But that's why the conversation is going to be great because I have like the last book that we read for uh, my magical book club. Check us out on Instagram. Um, The last book we read was all about dreams. And it was really cool because it was like a lot of like kind of the science behind dreams and then the history behind dreams and – so many cool things about dreams and then some ways in which you can try to dive in deeper. And so I've been really trying to dive more into my dreams recently. But just the fact that you said we are dreamers, I'm like, I dream all of my waking hours. And that is something yes. that my little little brain is exploding with right now because
0: I never even considered that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. We call them dreams for a reason. To yeah. have a dream, right? I have a dream versus I dreamt.
1: Should I break into
0: Mamma Mia right now? <laughs> I
1: have <Yeah>. a dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to do that. I think that's another episode, Mamma Mia. Just because, um, but no, it's true. They're weird. I mean, I think, I think, and to your point about sporadic moments, I feel like dreams, when they are intuitive, come when you need them. Yeah. And I do really think that there is. I mean, honestly, I could sit here and rant on about all the dreams I've had that were important to me. Like I have so many, but I that's um, amazing. I have to say that it's like definitely been, but you can't force it. That's the other thing. There are times when I'm like, why am I, I've been dreaming lately, but it's like, because I don't really need it. You know, there are yeah. times when I really need it or that I'm like, whoa. And there, I, I mean, I've had, I mean, I'll tell you about one of the dreams. I mean, right around the time that I was like having my own kind of personal awakening and dealing with a lot of anxiety and lots of stuff like this, I had this dream and it was really important. I just remember it being really important. I, I was, I was asleep and I was well, obviously, and I was. Um, <laughs> and I was
1: <laughs> good start. Good start. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and I, um, <laughs> and I was like going to a, it was weird. It was it started off as this kind of like weird dream where I'm like going to a party, but I'm at a bowling alley, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Yes. A bowling alley. And then I walked through a door and then, you know, that kind of thing. And then suddenly I was in this like, kind of, do you remember sleep no more that show where it's like a big, um, it's a show in New York where it's a big hotel that was renovated into a Broadway show, and it's basically you walk around and discover things. It's based on Macbeth. Sierra no,
1: Indiana.
0: oh my um, god! You have to wear you have to wear a mask. It's still running, so you have to wear a mask. The actors don't speak, but they're just existing in this space, and you go around and you get to open drawers, and it's all crazy witchy, and it's amazing. Oh they don't like separate you from your people and push you out of elevators, and you end up in like rooms with actors alone while they're like you know, having a moment or like in that the That sounds
1: like or. such a great base for a horror movie. <laughs>
0: it's very, very dark and it's very voyeuristic. But oh. the point is my dream was like that. I was suddenly in this space and it was like a party. It was a big party and there were all of these people around. But it was voyeurism only because I could see everybody. I could hear everybody, but no one could see me and no one could hear me. And I was just like really confused about the fact that no one was could see me. That was the basically the, the thrust yeah. of the dream. And I was like, what is going on, you know? And I was kind of feeling weird. And then suddenly I kind of looked and this guy was standing there and he was a blonde. He was blonde. He was in his underwear. Um, he was kind of wearing, an, he like an average body, nothing like to write home about, but he was just a normal person yeah. in underwear. And he looked right at me and he said, hi. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. And I was so taken aback because no one can see me. No one can, like no one, you know? And suddenly there's this person in underwear like, Hi and i was like hi um and he's like how are you and as he said how are you and i was trying to respond i realized i had the realization that he was blind oh and then i woke up and the ta- and it just felt really important because i was realizing that the only person that can see me in this room is the person that can't see and i was like there is a meaning here there is a message here i can feel it this is angelic this is spirit guidey I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. I feel like I'm not being seen. And then someone has seen me, but it's the one person that can't see, you know? Yeah,
1: where it's like, it's more than appearances. Like, I don't want people to see the external me. It's the internal me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was exactly, but it was just such a dream. And I was like, whoa, I woke up. I was like, whoa. And it was interesting because later when I went, and right around this time was when I met one of my friends who does past life regression and Reiki and all this stuff. And it was my first session with him, my first Reiki session. And we were talking about, A royal past life I had had and she's like what I'm seeing is you at this party in a room in a palace and you're a little kid and everyone is dancing and having a great time but no one can you just don't feel seen no one can see you you're just like you just feel completely ignored like everybody loves you but no one really pays attention to you Mm -hmm. and she's like and you're just carrying all this energy of like not being seen and this past life was a moment and then she's like "And you died as like a 11 year old and you you couldn't move your back and it was a whole thing and your, your spirit was just like I'm done with this life I just don't feel like I'm getting any recognition so it was coming at a time where I had just had that dream and I was like whoa these messages are hitting me in different ways holy you know? moly yeah so I get those kind of dreams and um, and I think that it's just an incredible system because I think that there's like a subconscious that we have that pulls yeah. up stuff we're not ready to deal with in waking hours while we sleep
1: and For gives sure. us, I
0: think the mind is very smart and gives us messages we need to hear. Um, like our teeth are falling out is a great common one. That's like, you know, you're stressed, like chill out, you know? Yeah. Um, But also sometimes you get these little, just these little perfect little stories, these little messages, you know?
1: I love that. And I love that I have like, I'm just going to shout out my book here because I'm going to like look through it and see if I can find, oh yeah, there's like common dreams and common nightmares that I'll share. But the dream that we read recently for my book club is The Complete Book of Dreams by Stephanie Galing. And it was great. It was really great. And so I'm just like, I'd love to bring up the topic of nightmares too. It says that um, also I learned that nightmares are really much more common in children than in anybody else. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that it's very rare. It's much, not that it's rare, but it's much less common for adults to have nightmares than it is for children to have nightmares. And Mm. like uh, common nightmares are physical aggression, interpersonal conflicts, failure, helplessness, health concerns, death, being late, falling, being chased, feeling paralyzed. And Mm. then I'm going to look for, oh yeah, popular dream themes are. Falling or being on the verge of falling, being unprepared for a task or trying yes, it repeatedly,
0: uh-huh. the
1: the appearance of someone who's died. Oh, that's a whole nother topic we can get into. Um, being chased, sexual experiences, arriving late, being in, being in school, work, and teeth falling out.
0: I've had the teeth falling out. Have you had the teeth falling out dream? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the worst.
1: No, it's no. It's
0: really like, what the fuck is happening? It's, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, um, but no, it's it's interesting because I feel like they really are. I mean, I've had so many and I've become, I think one thing I've realized to bring it back to like the positivity is I think that our dreams always are trying to push us to understand like how to like work on ourselves or what we need to see. Um, and I do love the mystical aspect of it. And I also have been very aware of the fact that I'm, definitely being led by dreams, you know, led by things that are happening. And I've, and I've had many of them. I also sometimes have prophetic dreams, not often, but I have like slightly, slightly prophetic dreams where like I'll dream of something. And then some version of it happens. Like I had a dream that, um well, my aunt had this horrible moment where someone in her life um died in a very tragic way. And that day she had lost her glasses. And I had a dream after finding out that this person Had passed away. That my aunt and I were in a restaurant and we were trying to fix her glasses in the bathroom, and it was weird because it was like I didn't know these things together. But then when I spoke to her, and I said I had a really weird dream about you because you and me were in your in the bathroom, we're trying to fix your glasses, and she's like, "That's really random because like on the scene of this event, I lost my glasses." Wow, weird. And then it was like a message, and I could extrapolate like maybe I'm trying to help you see something here, yeah. Because last, you know, but. It was interesting because I think, and I think sometimes when we aren't dreaming for ourselves, our very close connected soul people do have dreams on our behalf. Yeah. That happens in my friend group too, where someone will be like, I had this dream about you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think our spirit guides talk through people who they know are listening, if you believe that spirit guides are even talking through dreams. But
1: oh, I do believe that. And I really like that idea. And I'm thinking about, you know, even just messages from, I don't often remember my dreams, but I have had messages where I know, like a grandparent. Like I remember my grandpa being in my dream, and I was like, "You are way too detailed for a dream." Like I, <laughs> it's I. Yes, I have pictures yes. of him, but it was details that I never would have remembered from when he was alive. You know,
0: Isn't that And that's yeah.
1: that's when I'm like, wow, those are those are visits. Like I know that that was a visit, and. And I know my mom has had so many of those dreams with like my mom lost a lot of people like when she was younger and and throughout her whole life had those family members like visit through dreams. And she would tell me stories about that and how I feel like also in a I didn't necessarily feel this in my dream that I had about my grandpa, but I know that often there's like some sort of like it's like a glass wall. Like I can't go past this point. Can't give you that hug. Can't do whatever it is because in the moment it's going to break. But like this mm. message is really important. So I'm coming through it. Like, I feel like sometimes when you realize what's going on in your dream, which I don't know that I've even ever had a lucid dream in my life, but like,
0: no.
1: you know, that there's maybe this kind of like, we can't, <laughs> we can't exist on the same plane of consciousness right now. So like, right, we've right. got to have some sort of separation, but I'm getting the message across. But right, right. I, oh, man, I've had such a journey with dreams and through everything that you were saying and like, and explaining that one dream that just felt so like fantastical to me, like, or, you know, the, um, the one play uh, that then kind of goes mm-hmm. into, you know, that dream. I am so fascinated. And like, I mean, knowing my astrology and having – I had like a medium when I was younger tell me that I I needed to write down my dreams because they were very – like they were prophetic dreams. And I'm like, Mm. I really should pay attention to that. I I have been writing them down. I have been writing them down. I've been working on it. But just thinking about how I go through such a journey of even remembering at all that I've dreamt. But what I am – endlessly fascinated with which does i'm feeling about like you know the astrology of like where i've got like pisces going on in my chart where things that are going on in the 12th house of my chart and pisces rules dreams and all like the you know dreaming everything and i
0: oh bang bang i'm having a moment
1: yeah yeah because you've got a pisces midheaven i've got um my mercury and venus in the 12th house which is you know, communication processing things. Like it seems like I would be the most dreamy person ever, but maybe there's still some sort of block going on. Um, but mm-hmm. what I am, especially with my Venus there, my Venus being in like the the part of my chart that is like being decorated by Pisces. You know, I've got all mm-hmm. these like dreamy decorations going on with my Venus. And I am just like, oh, so into and connected with artwork and books that make me feel like I'm in a dream, and
0: fantasy, yes, this, fantasy, yes.
1: and like, but but like in some examples, being when I was in um, there's a museum in Montmartre. I can't say that correctly in any way. Now I'm like Musée de Montmartre. Um, they have, <laughs> they've got
0: that's correct to me. Put <laughs> a that, full meteor.
1: No, 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 it's like. It's like, I don't know how to Americanize it anymore. No, I'm like, no, Musee de Montmartre. Or... And, you, and, you
0: <laughs> and you do not need to.
1: Okay. Let's... In <laughs> Musee de Montmartre, um, it is like where sacre Coeur is for anybody who knows that, like the church on the top of the hill in Paris, that's the region, which is Montmartre. <laughs> and I discovered this painting there that is just like, uh, it was huge. I'd never seen it before, never heard of it. And it was like, so it it just reminded me of what you were describing where it's like, we've got masks, we've got dancing, we've got like, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily all happy. It was a little bit dark, but it was also fanci- fanciful, but mm-hmm. fantasy, but like mm-hmm. dreamy, but like also somehow based in reality that like evokes some shit in me. And like when I was in Venice the past year, And all the carnival stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my
1: God. I got a poster, like, or, like, a poster kind of painting and put it up, framed it. Like, it is something about that just, like, gets me in the gut where it's – and, and, like, the two – these two books by the same author, The Night Circus and The Starless Sea, both by Aaron Morgenstern, they are these two books that I feel like, especially The Starless Sea, you feel like you're reading a dream. And – and it's kind of one of those things that it blends into another thing and blends into another thing. And like, how did we get back here? And was that character that character or whether this character? And I feel like that is something that it's so interesting to think about because I don't often dream or I am working on connecting more to my dreams, but yet I find myself connecting to these dreamy concepts in my waking well, life.
0: In your waking life. And also, can I just also bring it back to the fact that you're like developing like waking life skills that are like are channeling skills. Yeah. And I feel like dreaming is a way that people channel. Information. Oh, for sure. And I feel like you're doing it in such a strong way now yeah. that it's almost like maybe your skills, maybe that's just not how you receive your information.
1: And that's something I've definitely thought about. Yeah. Because, you know, we both have aphantasia. We both don't visualize things in the same way that most Of the population does. And I've, I've gone through a journey of thinking about that, like, why can't I visualize things and, you know, I think that if I could, maybe I would be a little bit more lost in a dreamy fantasy land. And Mm. I'm very practical in the way in which I give mystical advice, you know, mystical guidance. I do it in such Mm -hmm. a practical way because I'm not visioning anything. I'm either getting a message by claircognizance, you know, by the writing part of it. It's very tangible. I think a lot of my dreams are more tangible somehow.
0: My dreams are so vivid. That's the funny thing. I have whole landscapes in my dreams. And when I describe dreams, people are like, how do you remember all of this? I'm like, I don't know, but it is so like I'm there. I, and here's the thing. So for those of you who don't know what lucid dreaming is, lucid dreaming is when you are like in, semi in control of your dreams, where yeah. you can be like I'm dreaming and now I'm going to fly and I'm going to eat an apple or whatever it is. I don't, ha- I don't lucid dream. I don't do that. I'm very rarely, I just remember them once I'm awake. Um, but I've had, I mean, it's funny because like recently, I, last year I worked with the spiritual coach. And the funny thing was while I was doing those eight weeks with him, I was dreaming a lot. But the whole point of that course was delving into the subconscious. Yes. And I spent half an hour a day in silent subconscious meditation, or at least trying to be, which was tough. But then what was happening is I was like raking it up in my night, like in my sleep. And then one class, he was like, I have a sense, because he also was intuitive, I have a sense that you do a lot of your work when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoa. He's like, I think you're doing a lot of your subconscious work. The work that we're supposed to be doing in our course in the waking hours when you sit down to do meditation is like, I feel like you're doing it when you're asleep. And I was like, that is spot on because I was having dream after dream after dream after dream during that, that period. And they were so aligned. There were these weird matrix dreams. A lot of them were matrix dreams, not like the matrix. What do you mean
1: by matrix dreams?
0: So like, you know, in the matrix, the film, the matrix, how, you know, they escape the matrix as this idea that like reality isn't real. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get out of it. So, I was having dreams where I was in various different realities that I was becoming aware were mm-hmm. not real. And then I was okay. like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This isn't real. This is not real. This is not real. We got to go. And it like became progressively scarier. Like, there was dreams where I was on a boat and I was with my sister. It was like a steamboat. And I was like, but it was weird because it like felt re- real. Like, it felt like something we would be doing. And we were like on the shore and there was like a little party. And I turned to my sister and I said, This isn't real. I said, "Do you get a sense that something's up? And she's like,
1: no, I kind of do. I got shivers. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I
0: kind of do. But like, you know, she wasn't quite there. And then when I went on the boat, I was like starting to break apart the reality. And I like found a room. And then suddenly I discovered this horrible truth that they were like liquefying the dead and feeding them to everyone on the boat. Um, So very Matrix-y. But then I was like, I got to get out of here. And then I like jumped out of the boat, was swimming, got into some underbrush. And then suddenly I woke up and I was on a spaceship. And I was like, fuck, they got me. And they like put me back into another reality. But I was oh almost immediately aware that I wasn't, it wasn't real. Like I was like, this is also not real. And now I'm on a fucking spaceship. And I was like, and it was the future, but it was like another ship, another not real. And um, I went into my room and Stevie from Schitt's Creek was there for some reason. And she was like <laughs> lying on this big black velvet bed. It was like this weird, no, it wasn't velvet, it was silk. It was this weird fantasy. She was lying there in like a black silk dress on a black silk bed eating salmon. And was like, hey, how are you going? He's like, this isn't fucking real. And I was like freaking out. Like, Stevie, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And she was like, oh, you're crazy. And so I like escaped once again. But there was like all these dreams pushing me to see that like the world that I'm in. It's not that it's not real, but it's like, I think when people say the matrix, they talk about like life, instinctual life, you know, Mm -hmm. eating, breathing, waking up, going to work, just being completely unaware plugged Mm -hmm. into the system you're plugged in and then when you become awakened which is another whole topic we have to talk about um you sort of observe the fact that none of the things that you are around are real you don't have to plug into the system you don't have to do what everybody else does it's the hermit card you don't you can just you know you have your own path so there's this interesting thing but um those dreams were crazy and at that time what was super interesting was I had this one dream that I would take with me forever that was so silly. And actually, this is why I'm bringing it up. Because sometimes you have these silly dreams. Yeah. Now I've talked to you about this before, where you're like, what was that? But yeah. then when you delve into it, you're like, wait, there is a nugget of information in this dream that is yes. super important. And in this dream, I was I was falling in love with Draco Malfoy. Remember I told you about <laughs> um, And I was like, <laughs> traitor. And I was like... <laughs> It's the weirdest dream because it was reality. And I was like falling in love with Draco Malfoy. And I was and also I like people were locking him in a barn and I was like part of it. And then I felt bad and was like, we shouldn't be locking Draco in a barn. This is not cool. So like went and helped them release him. I went and released him essentially. And then was more and more in love with him through the eyes of the soul. I kept looking at his eyes and it was this whole thing. And then he like was littering and I was like, don't do that, Draco. That's not cool. Like <laughs> lovingly, there was this whole thing. And then I took him to my special place, which was this tree house in the middle of this gorgeous meadow with like creeks. And it was this beautiful, it was kind of like this gorgeous tree house. And I was there and there was a hearth and I knew that I had brought him to like the gateway of my heart. That's what it felt like. And it was just this beautiful moment. And my cousin was there and it was this beautiful little like moment. And then we fell asleep together and I knew that the next day I would take him even deeper to this like lake, you know, Mm -hmm. but we fell asleep. And when I woke up, I was immediately aware. I was like, Draco is the villain, Mm -hmm. right? He's the villain. And I have fallen in love with the villain. And there is a part of me that locked that villain in the fucking barn, collaborated with that. Then a part of me that said, wait a second, literally the devil card in Tarot, let's not lock the villain in the barn. Let's (laughs) let the villain out of the barn. And now let's be loving towards the villain. Let's love the parts of ourselves that we say are bad yeah lovingly hey that wasn't the best thing for you to do don't throw the pizza trash on the floor but I love you but don't do that you know yeah. and I was like so aware of the fact that I needed to bring the part of me that I villainized into my special place and to be like Ugh. you're cool and it was actually a super important dream but if I had been like oh I dreamt that I was in love with Draco ha ha, and didn't go further I wouldn't have gotten the message you know
1: You know, I, I love that. Just, I love it from the amusing point and I love it from the, the deeper nugget point. I also just love saying the word nugget, but, (laughs) 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 but I'm also just wondering, like, there's so much work that you are doing in your dreams. And I'm wondering, especially for like people who are listening, do you dream often? Do you remember Mm. your dreams often? I I've been asking everybody this since I've been reading this dream book for my book club, but I mean I I'm like how much work am I missing out on working on because no, no, of this? No, no, no. But but then I mean I do I really feel like I do go through phases, and I do wonder if it is a block. And what I read in the complete book of dreams was that people who are very comfortable with their waking emotions tend to remember their dreams more. And that was hmm. interesting to me. Stefan's like hard disagree. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> No, I'm like, huh.
1: <laughs> no, I think you are comfortable. But I, am. <laughs> I our amazing friend and um one of my co-hosts over at the Stars Made Me Do It. Mimi, shout out, what's up? It's your birthday when we're we'll recording this. Happy birthday. Um I love you. <laughs> she is someone who, I mean, she is just so amazingly capable with dealing with finger, like pu- putting your finger on it, talking about working through anything emotional. And oh, she is living in this, like, she remembers all of her dreams, crazy details. It's like a feature film every night. And <laughs> I am so, like, you know, just baffled and amazed by that. And then we have this another amazing person in our. Magical Book Club, that she is more like me and doesn't remember all of her dreams. And uh, we both have some strong Capricorn placements. And mm. it was basically, I was like, oh, so we have Mimi over here, who's very good at talking about working through dealing with emotions. And then we've got me and this other person over here who were like, we don't remember our dreams and emotions aren't practical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <emotions> are practical. <laughs> well yeah and I think that's actually the truth is that dream work I, I honestly think dream work is like an intuitive pr- healing process it is a process of self-actualization it's a very moon based process and what I mean by that is it's like it wants you to see it's it's yeah. it is literally bubbling to the surface things that you want to work on for um and I and I don't think it should be a judgment I think people are built differently and I think that like you're now receiving that work through other channels. That's what I was about
1: to say. I think that what I'm realizing through this conversation is that I actually do a shit ton of this type of work in my waking life.
0: Exactly. And that's making me feel
1: better. That's making me feel better. Yes, as you should. uh, I mean,
0: hello, what skills?
1: Especially because I will say I've always claimed uh, and owned being a confrontational person. If there, if there are, issues i'm gonna confront them i'm gonna deal with them because i would much rather know than wonder i always mm, yeah
0: mm.
1: no you're like no no oh yeah mr libra moon over there okay yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh
0: today, literally at easter the bartender was making me a dirty vodka martini and poured half a glass of olive juice and i was like um like which human is going to consume half a glass of olive juice and then he put in a shot of vodka and i and i couldn't even say excuse me what the fuck are you doing? Because that is not a dirty martini. That is olive juice with a shot of vodka. And I was like, there was no way in heaven I was going to drink it. I couldn't, watching him make it, I was like, I can't drink this. It's undrinkable. And then I took it back to the table, took a sip and was like, like, it's literally just drinking olive juice out of the jar with vodka. And I was like, why didn't you say, why didn't you speak up?
1: Um. Okay. Two things to that. One <laughs> is that when you first started talking, my brain didn't process the word juice. And I thought you said olive oil. And I was like, what world <laughs> are we living in? What? And then part two, um, I realized that it was juice. Got you. And I think it depends on me for the confrontational situation. If I saw that, I'd be like, I've th- maybe it's like the mediator in me because I do have that Libra midheaven where I'd be like hey excuse me do you mind like can I put that in a bigger glass Like, and add some water or something like that's a lot of olive juice for me like I'm not comfortable with that amount of it you know I wouldn't be like what the right. fuck but Neither I really, would I, you know. yeah but I really cool. do think that a lot of maybe the things that you know we need to work through and confront
0: mm-hmm. do
1: happen and come to us in our dreams and that's a cool little revelation I'm having right now too because I confront so much in my waking life I don't I don't want to <laughs> waste my sleep on <laughs> Oh,
0: that's funny. Actually you hear that. You hear that. I have a neighbor and a very close friend who does a lot of sleep dream work too, and but it's driving him crazy. But for that exact reason, he's like, I just wanna bug and sleep. Like I'm yeah. just so exhausted. I wake up so exhausted, I'm I'm in other realms, I'm dealing with people all night. I'm like, Well then listen. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, it's like, what are they trying to tell you? Because when, you know, yeah. and there's that aspect of it too. Um, I do feel like there's that. And I and I think that there's, I also think that it's conscious. Like, I think if you focus on it and say, I want to do this more before you go to bed, you can train yes. yourself to remember.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I did try, um, I drank some mugwort tea. I've, drank, I've used it twice now. Oof. And my body does not like any sort of herb situation that fucks with, I don't even know. That's supposed to do something to my brainwaves because I feel like I get really, my heart gets really racy. I feel, I feel like maybe I'm like in the spirit of me finding out I'm allergic to some shit. Maybe I'm allergic to mugwort, but like I I I
0: am too, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just on a side note, I do.
1: Yeah. (gasps) Ooh, this is very interesting because I definitely, or at least I'm drinking way too much of a concentrated version of it because it's literally mugwort as opposed to like, the 1% in like a store brand tea, because this is like a handmade tea. But yes. I, so I need to dilute the heck out of it if I do this again, but I don't like it. I feel like I'm, I don't like anything that puts me in an altered state that then I don't have control over. Like when you're drinking alcohol, I feel like you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel this. So I could then stop drinking
0: right? And come it's down. Quick. It's a quick. Yes. Yeah.
1: But then if you like put some sort of, and I'm, this is not me judging anybody, this is just me and how I function. But like, if I put a substance into my body that has to be digested, that has to go through a bunch of different things in order to have effects, then who knows how long it's going to last, how much of a dosage was there in there? Right, 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 And that's right, what I feel like with that. But I will say the two times that I have had mugwort tea, holy moly, the details I remember of that dream. And that's mm. something that, like, I'm almost glad that I have this bodily reaction to it so that I'm not relying on something like that on a regular basis. Yeah. But I definitely. Mugwort is
0: for dreaming, by the way, if people are interested.
1: Mugwort is for dreaming, yes. Yeah. And also in this amazing tarot deck that I have, which is the Herb Crafters Tarot, mm.
0: yeah, yeah, uh, Mugwort
1: know. is the High Priestess.
0: Wow. And there so you go. Yeah, there that's... we go. Wow. Yeah. The Land of Dreams. It's interesting. Also, I think it's interesting that you brought up children and nightmares. It's funny because I once read a dream book that t- that said that the nightmares are where the most important work is, mm-hmm. because when you have a nightmare, it's like the stuff that you don't want to deal with is coming up. That's why it's scary. But often the best nuggets are in the nightmares. The things that you're afraid nuggets. of, the nuggets are there, <laughs> and the gems. Um, and it's funny cause I think my mom had a dream like that too. That was like this super scary dream, but about a, she's petrified of birds and she had this dream that she was in a crow's nest. And there was like this, mm-hmm. and it was like this giant crow and she was freaking out. But like the purpose of the dream in the moment was like super, super important, you know? Um, so that was really interesting. And I, and I think that like, it's, it's always, it's the same thing in life. When we're afraid of something, we shy away from it, but honestly, there is meaning there, you know? And, um, Yeah, I feel like it's 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 definitely um, something that is for some people to maybe ask for more of. If you're feeling that you need to do some work and you don't know how to deal with it when you're awake, ask for it when you're asleep. Yeah, if you're willing to pay attention,
1: that's something that I learned through reading this book. Was that there's so much work that we can do if we set an intention before going to bed, and it's literally just the matter of remembering it. And there's also Um, one thing that like for kids, like if you have kids in your life that because they, they do have a lot of dreams, like often, like they have dreams and nightmares and like putting in a dream practice, like putting in a dream journal as an adult, but also as a kid and like having space to talk about it and, um, You know, because when you have like, it, it's such a, a clue into our subconscious. And so I'm just thinking about like the people in my life that I know that have kids. It's like, oh, I had a nightmare about this. It's like, oh, this is what's bothering them at school. You know, like you can get, <laughs> <laughs> you can get some insights that way. But I totally, also, yeah. also want to like just bring up, even though we're spilling the positivity, mm-hmm. I want to bring up the idea of nightmares again, because the and i know you just went there but i mean like almost like the scary like the scary parts because i definitely i'm thinking about like protecting ourselves in dreams and yes we have an intention i think we can set an intention before dreaming and like that ritual that's what i was saying before of like you know um making it a bedtime ritual making a little dream altar whatever it is that you do like setting mm-hmm. yourself up with like a journal nearby you know for the morning yes. or whatever it is but the the nightmare part of it makes me wonder also, like, in the same way that we protect ourselves during the day, sometimes it's just with our own, like, protective energy, you know, our energetic fields, sometimes oh, it's with crystals, sometimes it's with, you know, whatever it is. But I've had some dreams, especially, man, like when I got back from Egypt, um, when I was in Egypt, and I had some, I had some dreams and I feel like I was been being given a lot of downloads during that right. time. Um, and yes. when I got back from Egypt, I had, um, You know, it was just like, I felt like there was just like a a darker presence that came to me when I was dreaming. And I really had to like, wake myself up shouting, like, you know, like, no, like get get away. And, and I've had like, I've had a couple of those moments throughout my life, like two of them definitely, I can remember happened like shortly after coming back from Egypt. But I also remember having this one dream that was just like, You know how normally you're like, okay, so like I had a dream and I was in like my parents' kitchen, but it like wasn't really their kitchen. And then I blah, blah, blah. You know, like one of those type of things. This was my parents' kitchen. Like there was no detail. It was like the kitchen I grew up in or the kitchen in the house I grew up in. And Mm -hmm. it was completely as is or as was. And there was not like – it was like this, but then it wasn't. It was that kitchen. And I remember I had – oh, my God. I'm going to have to break out the stage again, guys. But like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> but i remember like i like it was like a cousin or a friend like uh they were kind of being targeted by this mm-hmm. ghosty mm-hmm. it was like a shadowy entity oh, and yeah. i remember they were hurt and um but it was also like everybody was relatively calm but they were sitting in this chair which is the same exact like type of bar stool that my parents had in the kitchen next to my piano that was right there And I remember going over to her and like, I'll help bandage you up. But like Mm -hmm. this entity was like so pissed that the like center spotlight was taken off of them because we were going to help out the person who had kind of been hurt or something that I and I have such like a visceral memory of this was like, I don't know if it was like possessed, but I was certainly I was taken hold of lifted up. And then, like, swish to the back where there was this, like, cabinet that my parents had in this room. And I was, like, braced back up. And then I was hardcore, like, body slammed into the coffee table. And I woke up. Whoa. And I, like, bolted up with this, you know. And so that's the type of thing where even though we're trying to keep it nice and positive, everybody has always had – everybody's had a nightmare. And this is something where I was like, what was that? Because – it felt like it was already a detailed enough dream of a space. Like it wasn't a dream space. It was really like a space that I knew well. And then to have this- this... What was this? Yeah. Yeah. And also I don't, I mean, I know that like some people have a lot more awareness and memory in dreams than others. And like, I don't often, I barely remember what happened, let alone sensations, but like I remember- what it felt like walking on like barefoot on that wood floor you know i remember the feeling of lifting up and feeling like you know when your weight like is all like what gravity's pulling down and you're lifting up and i remember being slammed to my back and then i remember the Um, like falling forward and then the moment that i would have hit that table was when i like bolted up in bed and so that's something to me that i just don't like You know, how do I dissect that? What do I do with that information? How do I protect myself? Was that meant to happen? You know, there's so many questions that come up in those moments.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what were you, you were trying to help someone.
1: Yeah. And the attention was taken off of the negative thing, you know?
0: But you were trying to help a friend, Mm -hmm. a family member, right? Yeah. Interesting, because even if you look at it from a completely practical if we take the scary away take out the demonic take out the possession take out all of that a shadowy presence was separating you was stopping you Mm -hmm. from helping someone that you cared about
1: yeah
0: that's really the core of the dream so if we so the question is to your point why Mm
1: -hmm. why
0: is the dream trying to show you that you weren't supposed to help them yeah or that that's that's what you have to think and that's what I think with these nightmares, it's nice to just demystify them sometimes and think about them in a very practical way where you're like, what in what insight can I get out of this just being maybe a shadow side of myself or this being, you know
1: Yeah. And I guess I guess that's my question is like I think there's some like dreams that we have that are like kind of, you know, scary, maybe, yeah. but then, but there's also like I don't feel a threat from it. That was just a scary situation. Like but this, this you felt, felt
0: threatened this
1: felt more than that. And so I think, yeah, I think that there is a distinction and a difference and, and that's why I'm wondering, like, I mean, I always like, I always have amethyst and some sort of obsidian next to my bed. You know, like I have it as like, let's, you know, foster dreams and let's protect. Um, It's that smart. Yeah. I always bring a black crystal with me whenever I'm traveling because I, oh my God, especially, oh, I, I should have told this story on, the ghost episode, we'll, we'll get into it, but like, um, the, my husband's family's house in Normandy, a lot, definitely a ghosty place already. There was some spirit energy there. And I was like, we are going to be sleeping next to a whole shit ton of black crystals every night here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am a crystal grid, it's under the bed, in the bed, it's under the pillow. Yeah, that's funny. Um,
1: but that's just something uh, that I'm, I'm curious about because, like what is that? Like and Well,
0: yeah, we,
1: I I don't
0: know. No, I think you're right. I think that there are times where like I did have a moment where um I felt the need to protect myself after a particularly crazy dream which I'll get into in a second. But um I did start sleeping with amethyst under my pillow and I did start spraying myself every night with rose water mm,
1: because yeah. and that
0: was actually under the advice of our teacher Sheila.
1: Yes.
0: Who said to me, "You are making contact with Powerful beings, and you're going to powerful places, and you need to protect yourself.
1: You know that is so smart because when we went to Egypt, she bought all of us um, this kind of like it's basically like if you think of chapstick, but for your body, and it's rose. Yeah. And yeah, just to that, like let's put some. That was the only thing that kind of grounded me after I had my first crazy experience. There was like put it on my chest, put it on my temples, put it behind my ears, like exactly, or sorry, exactly, like put it on my wrists. You know, like just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed like to, yeah. So that is, a, that's already great advice. Love that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because I think, and it, like, I'll, I'll tell you about mine. So my visitation, my, my visitation, <laughs> my big visitation, I mean, my visitation, I don't have visitations and this was Crazo. Um, but it was funny because I was actually, this is at a time when I really see, (laughs) for those of you who are wondering why I'm laughing, Sierra is actively saging her whole life. The sage
1: is out. The sage is out.
0: Um, (laughs) and it's, uh, (laughs) that's really fun. Um, but I had, um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, that's so funny. But, um, I, um, I was a period of my life when I was really needing this, I guess. And I maybe wasn't paying attention to the signs in my waking life. Yeah. Um, and I was having an ordinary dream. Like you mentioned, I was at someone's house. It was an apartment. Everyone was there. My friends were sort of there. I remember, but it was like a dream. People were just doing sort of things and nothing was really particularly interesting about it or made any real sense, but it was a dream. Yeah. And, and I didn't recognize a house. It wasn't a real house. It was all just like some made up thing. Um, and then I was suddenly on my own and everyone was gone and I was like, hmm. Why is it empty? Everyone's gone. I'm all on my own. It's like okay, and then I walked through a door. Sierra, you might want to light this sage up. I um, I walked through a door, oh, and I saw a room between a room. Now I'm an architect. I'm a designer. There was just like this vestibule. It was like a nothing space. It was yeah. a portal, and I knew. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to walk into this room, and I, I was like, this is interesting. I'm in a nothing room, but also, let it be known. That before i went to bed and i don't do this i did a meditation a guided meditation about astral projection because i was interested in it and here i am in this weird ass dream so i must have opened something up in myself because i'm in this room between rooms and i turn around and there's a guy standing right there in front oh, of me. Oh no,
1: hands. no, nose no.
0: to nose. Nope. And he was n- naked. There's a lot of naked men showing up in my dreams.
1: Naked men. We need um, to uh, we need to <laughs> interpret that one because the two dreams you've shared
0: have <laughs> had naked men. I know, but I must stress that neither of these have been sexual at all in any way. Um, and this particularly was like he was tribal. He was he was naked in a very human way. Like I'm just naked. You know, it wasn't yeah. like. And he was old, he was tired, he was exhausted. He was tribal, but I can't, I want to say tribal. I mean, he was like native, but I can't explain from where because it was nothing I recognized. Mm -hmm. He was, he didn't look like he was indigenous to an area that I recognized, but I could tell that it was that kind of a vibe. You know, that was what he looked like. He was human. He had his hair shaved on the sides and his hair was up in a kind of knot and there was things in it. There was beads and maybe ribbon and stuff in his hair. Um, But he was exhausted. He was old. He was tired. And he said to me, um, out of nowhere, he said, how do you know who I am? Accusatory. And I said, well, I I don't, I don't know who you are. But I also have to say that this is the only time in my whole entire life that I felt an invasion in my dream. I was like, this was a dream. This was a dreamscape. And now you are coming into this space. I was like, and this is for me a really weird feeling because I have never felt that kind of lucid moment where I'm like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah. not that you're not supposed to be here, but you've, we've come somewhere. Like you're now, this is almost an invasion of space. Yes. Um. Yes. But then I also realized that for him, it was the same because he was accusing me. Like who, how do you even know who I am? We were meeting in this nothing room. We had met somewhere, you know, this was a cosmic meeting. This was an astral projection really is what I think I'm saying. And um.
1: I'm just real quick. Like the, in our ghost episode, you talked about you waking up in somebody else's kind of room and yeah yeah, and from a different time but this seems to be some sort of ability that you have whether or not you should tap into it is unclear but like the (laughs) ability that you have to jump into a different reality or dreamscape like with the intention do you know what I mean like that was not the space you were supposed to be in in either in either circumstance maybe not not you weren't supposed to be there but it wasn't the intended normality
0: I went somewhere else yeah, yeah exactly and and yeah that's a Sierra you're hitting on something <laughs> anyhow and, um having a realization um but then he when I said I don't know who you are he said um he said well I can tell you but are you good enough Oof. like a test and I said I am good enough And so he leaned in and whispered in my ear and said, I'm a Kavita, which I had no idea. It meant nothing to me. It still means nothing to me. I didn't understand it, but I was like, okay. Then he sort of, as we were having this interaction, he was pushing me into the other room, like with his energy, like he was just walking and I was walking backwards essentially.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. It
0: was kind of like walking me into the room, you know? Okay. Yeah. And then he punched me really hard in the stomach, connected right with my solar plexus. And then he was, um, I was like freaking out. I was screaming, but his fist connected with my solar plexus. And then he was, There was an energy draw. He was putting something in and taking something out. And there was this drawer of energy going in two directions. And I was like screaming and um, then it was done. But I did have the sense that he was like taking something away from me, but putting something in. Mm-hmm. And then when he was done, he was like, he said, it's done. And then he said, I quit. Like, I'm so, it was like, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I quit. And then I woke up. And I bolted up one of the rare times I've ever bolted up and I immediately wrote down everything because I was like, I, 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 this is crazy. And, um, but it was definitely a jolt. And then after that, it was what actually led me to finding, my tarot teacher, Sheila, and having a reading with her. And we spoke about that. And she was like, this is definitely a visitation. This person is definitely giving you something that you need to do what you're supposed to do. He's passing on something. You guys met in a space and he's passing on energy to you, or he's passing over a task, you know? And I was like, ah, and then she was like, this is why you need to protect yourself. He's like, but she's like, you obviously went, you were setting the intention to astral travel. You were setting the intention. You didn't, you weren't specific, but this is the person that you met.
1: Yeah, And I have to
0: say, it was not a dream. I had moments where I was like, I know dreams. I know things. This happened while I was asleep, but it was not a dream. It happened inside of my dream. My dream was the platform. I was in a dream, but then I was like, and when it happened, my awareness, my soul, my spirit was like, whoa, reality has shifted. You are like, whoa. And it was just, and I've never really had it happen again. That was the only time that I've had something that was so different. But it was so important to me because it really set me on a path of totally accepting the work I was supposed to be doing more seriously, wow. you know. And and actually, this is good to go back to nightmares. That was a pretty scary situation in in certain parts. And I was, but when I was awake, I knew to, to differently to your point, I knew that it was benign. I yes. knew he wasn't trying to hurt me. Even though I was scared in the dream, I knew that it was for me. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that the punch in the stomach was a wake up call. It was a yeah. symbol. It was like, yes. I'm literally kicking you in the gut. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, and it was This a is way- not
1: I- me trying to hurt you. This is me trying to like, there's a message here and it's for your greater good. Even if it, there's pain yes. with it. Yeah.
0: There's yeah. like an analogy here. It was yeah. like, and it was literally a wake up call. And yeah. the, the message that I got from Sheila was that if you don't pay attention to this, the, the calls will get louder and more aggressive. So you need to just.
1: Well, there's a theme and everything spiritual and not even everything spiritual, but it's like when you just keep going and going and going and going and going and you never give yourself a break, then that's when the world is like, okay, well, we're going to make you sick because you need to rest. And it's like- We're going to
0: break every limb in your body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're going to push you down the stairs (laughs) here. Exactly.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it's crazy. And like, I'm starting to realize that, yes, I've had many, many prophetic dreams like this. And like, that was crazy. That was crazy. And honestly, yeah, that was crazy. You know- Um,
1: I feel like we're coming at this from two different ends of the dreamy spectrum, which I really like because you are someone who's had so many, so many experiences in your dreams, so many memories of your dreams. The fact that you can even remember that dream and recount it right now is like impressive to me, but like, I am someone who has to put a lot of work into it. And I, I I think a lot of work can be put into it. And I've been really like my little kind of, you know, I guess dream ritual that I've been trying to do as consistently as possible. For since I came back from Egypt, I've been trying to write the date and type up what I remember in my phone
0: mm. as
1: soon as I wake up.
0: That's cool. And then,
1: you know what? Like I'm 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 dis I'm in a in a current debate cuz I'm thinking about this right now and I'm like that actually worked pretty well. I did write everything I remembered in my phone and then I you know, like just did it the next day. But when I was reading in this dream book, it was just a reminder that like from the blue light on our phones, like it's actually dimming so much of our memory Mm -hmm. right away. And then plus then we just get such an easy already distraction. Um, And there's something so much more, there's much more longevity when we have pen to paper. And I, and which I totally agree with just as someone who like is like, you know, gone to a million different schoolings in my life if I type something versus if I handwrite something different you know like totally different and so even the fact of like when I'm channeling like I'm sure I could channel and type but the writing is so much more potent And so what I have been doing now is I'm not good about doing it immediately after I wake up just because my life has been insane recently and I've had no freaking consistency, but I did designate a dream journal. And in the morning, I have been writing down what I remember. It doesn't have to be coherent. It doesn't have to be pretty. Sometimes I write things down on my phone and then dream journal afterwards. And then I look up what it means and then- what i have been finding really useful is that i pull a tarot card. Oh, and that's nice. I love that. Yeah, i've i've like heard like, you know, multiple cool sources of that it can be really helpful to pull a tarot card to help with dream interpretation and i have this gorgeous deck that i got in italy and it's just majors and oh, I just use majors because it's like, if this was a the major theme I'm supposed to be getting, like, I don't, not that I don't yeah, care yeah, if it's yeah. like a two no, of no. pentacles dream, but like, I wanna know if it's a, you know, high Priestess know. dream. Yeah, and yeah. so I've been pulling a a major arcana card. And when you are, if you do this right when you wake up, you are in so much more of a dreamy, like like in that dream world, in that dreamy yeah. state, that you don't question the message that you do when you're in your full awake state. And it was just so obvious to me how like, my big thing that I'm going through right now is like one of the like 17 is like, <laughs> <laughs> that I recently developed uh, a shellfish allergy. And no. I'm, I'm like, I don't wanna say I'm in denial to it because I've tested it out and <laughs> through like not yet having to go to the hospital. Have definitely confirmed that I am allergic and I. You're grieving. I am grieving it, but I, it's like I can't even grieve it yet because I'm still like partially in denial. And <laughs> I, like, yeah. I mean, for anybody who are East Coasters of the US out there, like I grew up in Maryland, like eating crabs was my childhood, like Baltimore crabs going to the harbor, like, or just like even like. 15 minutes away we would like get big bags of crabs and like put all the newspaper on the table my dad built us our own like crab mallets like we had I mean like it was just such a part of like I don't know how I'm gonna go I don't know I don't know what's going on but there was this dream that I had the other day that I was really very it was very weird and there was this it also I've never been someone who's afraid of dolls um oh, God, are I you guess. Yeah. Oh my like God. my mom collects dolls and my oh, aunts do my too God. and they're <laughs> 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 I I've never had a problem with dolls and I don't. I don't have a problem with dolls, but um this dream was a creepy doll dream and I was like, "Okay, I get it more now. Like I get it more now." But there was um in this dream, I believe like my husband was in it and um, there was this doll and I it was partially me having the spiritual power awakening partially everybody was experiencing this and this doll was like suddenly like literally floating moving like and I was like holy shit did you see that because there was part of me that I feel like I had control over it and there was part of it that there was just weird things happening everywhere that it was like Everything was amplified, including my powers, if that makes sense. And so then there was like this weird moment where I I said something and the doll like winked, but then like the eyelashes like fell off. And it was like, it was this whole thing. And like, that was an example of a dream that's like creepy, but I didn't feel any, I didn't feel scared when I woke up. I was like, wow, that was creepy. But
0: everything
1: about it. And I woke up and I was like, okay, all right. And I wrote down little things on my phone. Then I went and journaled about it. Mm -hmm. and not like large journaling about it wait what's going on
0: no but then i'm like okay no sorry i didn't mean to drop you i just had a moment of insight here but
1: what's your moment of insight i'll keep going well i think
0: if i was gonna go look into this dream right i would immediately be be looking into dolls what does a Mm -hmm. doll mean Mm -hmm. right your state is altered so you're in a kind of fantasy world it's about control there's something to do with you having power that you don't usually have right Mm -hmm. so these are the because i like to dissect dreams and i've got to say i'm pretty good at dream interpretation
1: Love what you're saying because it's kind of paralleling some things that I got. So keep going.
0: Yes. And so like I do this for people and I love doing it. Actually, I probably should become a dream interpreter. Like I would actually really enjoy that. Um, (laughs) But um, like note to self. Um, So I would definitely say that there's something in that, right? Dolls are also extensions of us in a weird way because we give them, they're like um, toys that we have. Like, what's that? We like humanize them. What's the word for that? And and, 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 uh, we do it to animals anthropomorphize or whatever it is is that right
1: personification
0: yeah you know what we're trying you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) we give them a life we give them a name we give them an existence we kind of personify them and and then and then they are extensions of us um they're kind of an extension of our ego too because like it's something we can control as kids like oh yeah mom you're gonna be like looking after me well guess what I'm looking after Sally over here you know that's like <laughs> part of it because I feel grown up I feel responsible and yeah. yeah, yeah, doll yeah. you know and it's a friend and it's all these things um so that's interesting just from that perspective that you are having control over that but then also the eyelashes falling off I think is super interesting and i think eyelashes protect us from protect our vision like Mm -hmm. eyelashes serve a very practical purpose and it's keep shit out of our eyes yeah um i think there's a message with eyelashes and i bet you if you google dream meaning of eyelashes it would like open up the stream even more you know i I didn't even
1: look up eyelashes
0: yeah I do it I'm now. Doing, doing I feel right like now. eyelashes in dreams, because eyelashes are so, eyelashes are so beautiful. We we make them bigger because they make us look more beautiful. They are a thing of beauty. Long eyelashes mean that we're more beautiful. You know, people love that. Hence why we wear mascara and everything else. But also they have a very practical purpose of like keeping shit out of our eyes. So I feel like the guard coming down from your eye, like an eyelash is an important symbol. You know, there's something in that.
1: Oh my that- God. Okay. I looked it up. Okay. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Let's and do I'm going to
1: get to the rest of my interpretation because it's really parallel to what you said. Like- no, 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 no. I'm so glad that you did because it's really cool how you should be a dream interpreter because you paralleled a lot of the notes that I got. But yeah. eyelashes, and <laughs> I, I, for the record, I am on dreammoods.com. Eyelashes to dream that you are wearing. Nope, that is eyeglasses to notice your eyelashes or dream that they are growing indicates you are trying to express yourself in some subtle or covert way also signifies good luck not what was happening but it then says to dream that all of your eyelashes fall off suggests that you are having difficulties expressing yourself it may also mean a loss in your feminine power if only Ooh. one eyelash falls off then it also signifies good luck it was literally one like you know like a doll has like a strip it's almost yes, like when you yes, put on yes. fake, eyelashes, fake it eyelashes it was that top yeah. one that fell
0: yeah, it's doll.
1: So I like that it's good luck. I also, it's so interesting that it's like having difficulties expressing yourself and it could mean a loss of your feminine power. That is so interesting. And so what I got from the doll when I looked it up was basically something about um, like not having or like feeling like you don't want to be living in this reality. You've, You've lost control of something. You want to escape something in which is going on in your life and then I was literally like I don't know like I've had a really busy life but like I'm really like quite happy and then I was like oh I'm in total denial sadness about this allergy that's going on and like yes I would love for that to not be real and then bang 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 tarot comes in tarot comes in to save the day and so I then pulled temperance Which is what brings me and Stefan together from the beginning. And I will tell you what, Sleepy State Sierra, I definitely do this before I have coffee. (laughs) Oh. Um, came in immediate, immediate message. There was no having to think on it. And it was like the pendulum swinging both ways and you're having something taken away from you because you're having something that you're going to be gaining. And this is a big loss for you. So there's going to be a big gain coming from the other side. And then there was like a little bit of me that was wondering if all these powers that I already have been given, if this means that I was then taken this away because of it. It's like a but- sacrifice as a sacrifice, but I almost feel like this is, I feel like I've always had access to that power. And so it's just that it's been opened for me. So I think Mm -hmm. that this was more of, okay, this is the pendulum swinging one way, you know, and, and it it will be swinging the other way. Other way. Yeah. And you are going to be given access to something because you are going to be having to give something up.
0: And also timing. I mean, just the timing of temperance, like this is an, this is, this marks something. Yeah. The timing. Don't ignore the timing. This is divine timing, which you're already saying. But it's like, yeah. But and then, like, and then I guess
1: there's a, a like I have to have a trust in that because, like, come on, I'm like in my freaking thirties. Like I've I have been eating seafood my entire life, and I already it have happened. enough like weird allergy. Like now I learn. Now I know it's not a fucking allergy. It's more of an intolerance because I'm like, <laughs> gluten has never made my throat close up. But like, right, yeah. exactly. You're like, this is
0: actually may kill me so yeah. um no but it's interesting and thanks so aquarius funny.
1: mercury thank you
0: <laughs> you will die if you <laughs> keep doing it she's <laughs> gonna get the sage Sierra's getting the sage sage
1: is out i'm staging that comment oh my god
0: <laughs> no but it's like the thing is it's like yeah we love that truth don't we we do love that truth bombs um, it's not a truth bomb. It's just the extreme point is like, you have to be careful with. Shelf
1: yeah, shelf. for sure. You have to
0: be careful. But, um, no, I think it's, she is actually saging. Uh, but it is <laughs> very funny because, um, I think that's the point is like, there are things in dreams that. <laughs> I'm staging that comment. There are Wave, things...
1: <laughs> Waving it like a magic wand that you, yes, there are things in
0: dreams. Sorry. Continue. There are things in dreams that, um, seem like Malfoy and like the doll, like the eyelash that all seem kind of like, Uh, why? But then when you give it a little bit of extra thought, because the subconscious is really creative. So you're like, Oh yeah, he's the villain. Oh, the eyelash is this feminine thing, or it's this protector or it's this, you know, because also it falling off that like, it's kind of like, it's also like, don't muddy your eyes, Sierra. Don't let shit get in there. That's like, do you know what I mean? It's like,
1: it seems like don't clog your vision.
0: That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Don't clog your vision. Don't, don't like, yeah, because those are like protectors of your vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like having that moment of like, stay on track and listen to your intuition. You know, listen yeah. to your intuition. So it's interesting, and I and I and I do think that that's those kind of things are so you know cool. And it's know? so and then-
1: interesting with like Saturn being in Pisces right now, and just the world being a lot more open to all of the mystical and magical presently, oh, and that man. can totally deal with like you know the fact that okay, hey, everybody notices that something's going on but that means that like my power is also being heightened among us yes. and people are now noticing that that power was there that that power exists at all and then yeah. it's like oh hey you've got something that we can even focus on even more you've got some control over this you've got some connection to it and we want some understanding you know and yeah and, and this is the time, time is coming yeah
0: the time is coming to learn through our dreams and i also think that it's interesting because Like we've discussed all the different things, you know, in this episode so far, but I feel like, you know, what we have discussed is that, you know, we sometimes dream because our brain is just doing what it does. We sometimes have very prophetic dreams that are exactly what they are, you know, then we have these other like subconscious creative dreams where like what we just spoke about with Sierra, where things stand in for things and we really, they they require interpretation, but there Mm -hmm. is a deeper message. Um, and I think then there are visitations, then there are astral projections then there are lucid dreams and there are all sorts of different things there in that category. Um, there's a lot of different things we do while we're asleep. And I think, um, you know, I had a dream about my spiritual coach in the beginning of the year where I dreamed he was crying and really sad, deeply sad. And he was cursing God and just angry. And I, texted him and said, Hey, strange, but I'm dreaming. You're really sad. Is everything okay? And I explained the dream. And he voice messaged me crying and oh said, God. you are spot on. I am a mess. Obviously you're picking up on my energy because we've been very connected.
1: Wow. And
0: see, that was just truly, I mean, not to, you know, blow my own horn, but that's just truly some sort of prophetic moment because you're,
1: absolutely
0: you're just paying. And like that dream did not require interpretation. I no. just messaged him and was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, um, And I do not that's very rare for me. Very rare. Um, but it was cool. Um, but then there's, but what I really love is there's an interpretive dreams So you have to like get to the bottom of it. It's like, it's actually, and what I love about it is it's the same as tarot. There are symbols, there are colors, mm-hmm. there are all these things that you have to play with. You have meanings, you have archetypes, you have, you know, images, you have connections and you've got to put it all together and you, and it leads you down the, The breadcrumbs. You gotta follow the breadcrumbs. And I love that's what we're so good at. And I love that we are so good at it.
1: And I love that there's different We are the best. best. (laughs) I love that there's also different ways of getting to that point, though, because you're just like, I'm getting into interpretation. I've got it. The message is here. Here we are. And then you have me who's like, okay, I'm going to use my tools. I'm going to look up my dream dictionary. I'm going to use tarot as a tool. I'm going to journal it out. Like you, because we all have different ways of having dreams. And I will say, like, you know, there are some times where. And now I'm gonna be more aware. I'm like, now I need to go deeper into that interpretation. Let's actually think on it more. But there like there are also times where I think if we set an intention, intention setting, imagine that it comes down to that always. But like if always. we set an intention, like when I was reading this book, you know, it was so much about all the different ways in which we could help heal ourselves through dream work or get some answers right, through right, dream right. work. And I don't even – I don't remember if I set an intention this day or not, but I did have a couple of days where I was having some really great dreams and remembering them. And right. I don't remember what the first one was, but it definitely involved singing somehow. But then right. like two days later, I had a dream that involved singing. And I can't even tell you how like just textbook inner child work this dream was because right. I, I had – a dream that I was watching and listening to a recording of like little kid Sierra singing uh-huh. this song. Whoa. And it was a song that it was, this was the most fucking Capricorn moon thing you ever did hear it was the song smile by charlie chaplin and i was singing it whoa, whoa. and it's like the smile though your heart is aching smile even though it's breaking when there are clouds in the sky you'll get by and like the whole thing is basically like hey guess what you're going through some shit you put on a smile anyways and like that's just the most positivity, ca- positivity. <laughs> and like and, and there was part of me that was just so sad because i was like jesus like everything that i'm going through right now like why do i have to always be like, it's fine. But then there's a part of me that's like, but I'm not ignoring that it's not fine. I am choosing to smile anyways. And it's like, but the thing is, is like, there's so much deep inner child work and like, I don't care. Like that sounds so I do care. I was gonna say, I don't care how happy your childhood was. I do care. I do care how happy your childhood was. (laughs) Um, What I mean by that is like, no matter what, Like the, you know, if you had genuine traumas in childhood or like I had a fucking great childhood, you know, the, the amount of whatever that level is, we all have inner child work to do because we've all got soul work to do. And so, you know, I'm just thinking of like my little Capricorn moon who all that always has to be so just like, doesn't allow itself the time to deal with its own feelings because it's worried about making sure everybody else is okay all the time. And it was kind of like little kid me, little kid me. I heard Little kid Sierra in this dream, like I heard little kid me singing this song, and it was something where it was kind of just like I don't know, like the, a typical thing with Capricorn placements is that they tend to get younger with age, they tend to lighten up with age,
0: tend to like lighten up, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love that.
1: And so I think that like little kid me was almost giving adult me a little bit per- of permission to like lighten up a little bit, and like yeah, you're going through, you're working through a lot of your deep shit and you do That's like, okay. and yeah. you smile through it. And like, yeah, sometimes that really does suck, but it maybe it sucked when we were little, but like, maybe it doesn't have to suck so much more now. And also just Thanks. funny that like, my husband said, I was totally like, uh, 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 in my dream. You're, you're singing.
0: My Aww. <laughs> So sweet. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like there's those moments too, where like, when you put the intention of like, Hey, I'd like some healing. Hey, I'd like some, insights you know that that those moments are available and this is coming from somebody who doesn't have crazy regular consistent memorable dreams and it's still feasible with the work put into it what's up capricorn moon you gotta put the work in (laughs) you know but um
0: it's so fun yeah it's so true. We have to, and it's just such a beautiful, what a beautiful process. Like how cool are humans really? I mean, how, frick-
1: yes.
0: um, it's funny. I don't think we haven't really talked about is sleep talking, but um, I surprise, surprise, Mr. Triple Air Placement does talk in his sleep Um, because I don't <laughs> talk enough while I'm awake. I got to keep talking <laughs> when I'm asleep apparently oh
1: god um, i love ridiculous, that
0: ridiculous just so ridiculous um i think it happened a lot more when i was a child but when i was a child here's the weird thing and i wish i could record myself because when i was a child i obviously don't remember because i'm there but my sisters would tell me that i would talk in like tongues so when oh, i spoke in no. my sleep no I no, no, no 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 English. no no i would just like speak mumble jumble and it could just what? be me is this with on. you no but know,
1: you but have it- like different
0: languages i, know, oh my I God. know it's coming back it all comes back and i think i've just only made this connection now but I, who knows that's why i wish i knew because it's like i knew they were like oh you were always just like speaking gibberish in your sleep and having full-blown conversations with yourself and we'd be like walking past your room being like what the fuck is happening in there he's like <laughs> talking speaking in tongues um but it's also funny because I have friends, like, I had a friend who we were dancing together. It was, like, a very stressful time, and she was staying over at our house, and we are doing lots of tourist stuff and rehearsing a lot. And she was, like, yelling in her sleep about dancing, like, to my sister, saying, like, that's not how it goes. You're doing it <laughs> wrong. Oh, my God. You know, God. and, like, expressing everything out loud while you're asleep, you know. Um, But I also know that I... I, I've had my funny moments where I've we were on tour in Ukraine and I was sharing a room with my brother-in-law and he told me that I was speaking in Russian in my dream. I was speaking out loud, speaking in Ukrainian and Russian and English and having a conversation with somebody in my dream who was like a no. shop assistant.
1: No, and no, telling no, no, him no, no.
0: No, I was no. like literally telling him like no, that's not like the price or something. And then I was talked t- and then I was t- turning to Alex in my dream and having a conversation in English and saying, well, this is what he's saying. And then I would like go back to another language. And he was like, what the fuck is you going on You were
1: right interpreting now? in your dream I, and speaking all of the conversations. Out I through. was
0: speaking three languages <gasps> out loud in my sleep. Oh my God. Yeah. about me and my brother-in-law being like at a shop and my brother-in-law was actively listening to this and being like what the fuck is happening right now this guy's like having a whole saga happening asleep <laughs> in three languages <laughs> and I was like there is something with me in language there for sure but um
1: that's really interesting with that like since you have so many air placements because um did I share I don't remember if I shared this in like the ghosty thing but did I share about like my cousin? who like she always like had dream like she would always be sleepwalking sleep talking did i share the story about when we were in paris nice. for the first time great moment because it was just a little funsies this is, to, this is to add some i don't even know if it's positivity but we were in paris for the first time and we were sharing a room and this is like cousin bff what's up tara if you're listening triple libra always you know air air always talking in her sleep always like sleepwalking sleep talking I mean like all the time and she she got violent sometimes she would like punch me in her sleep We like, uh, (laughs) but she was was like definitely had a very active, sleepy, dreamy life. And she's got those 12th house placements too. So I'm like, I know I have it somehow. But anyways, we were in Paris for the first time. We're sharing a room and there was like the big, like velvety curtains, like floor to ceiling windows that you have to like, to like, like close.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But there was like that little line of light in between the two of them. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want that line of light Coming in and just seeing that line of light in the room. I want darkness. And so I got like one of those hair clips and I just clipped the curtains closed. And I was like, fantastic. And so in the middle of the night, (laughs) I heard rustling. (laughs) I turned over. I see Tara standing over by the curtains. She's pulling at them aggressively. She rips the clip off of it, tosses it across the room, and she turns to me and she goes, They're hungry. (laughs) <laughs> and what was your response to this I was like like i was really like i like frozen in what the fuck do i do what the fuck do i do and then she and got back in bed to wake
0: up you're not supposed to wake up a sleepwalker that's the thing No,
1: no yeah because it can be very not. bad it could be very bad and she like eventually got back in bed it was like one of those things where It was like two twin beds pushed together so like we still had our separation but i was like <laughs> what the fuck but yeah they're hungry and the next morning <laughs> You kind of forget and I look and I see the clip in the corner of the room and I like whip back to her and I was like, what the hell was that last night? What did you do? But like, that is some crazy shit when it comes to dreams with like, that was a whole action that your body took. Like- <laughs>
0: well, I kind of feel like she was communicating with some, something that was something. like- she was, she was having a moment where she's like about to walk off the cliff. You're like, no, Tara, don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's like-
1: Oh my God. Yeah. So have that, you seen
0: Anastasia when she gets like cursed to jump off the boat? It's like that have, moment.
1: Have I seen Anastasia? Seen it. It's like asking me if I've read or watched Harry <laughs> Potter.
0: Potter.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. That is so true where she's like, like. Like
0: something takes over your mind and you're following the butterfly, but it's like, come on, jump off the boat. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, no, Don't they're jump hungry. off the boat. Who's hungry? <laughs> Who's hungry? And for <laughs> what?
1: I don't know know who was hungry what kind of food they're getting but it was was like she
0: was the maybe it was the people of Paris past like the hunger the famines and the maybe she was touching back who knows
1: she looks like a time
0: witch if she's done this other stuff before
1: I yeah I mean, that's something that it's just the dream world is so fascinating. It's so fascinating because there's so like we've already talked about like you named them all before. We've talked about like five million different varieties and possibilities when it comes to all of types them. of dreams. And and then we, I'm sure we didn't even like get to a whole portion of them. And oh, anyways, we
0: haven't even touched on astral traveling. We touched, but we haven't. There's so much. I mean, there's so much. I think- I think one way to like start to wrap it up though, right. Is that like, I think that one thing that's common here is we haven't actually talked about, so maybe I'm not wrapping it up. Maybe I'm opening up a whole other bag of fish, but I was like, one thing that is interesting is I think some people like everything we speak about, there is a kind of practicality scale, you know, some people believe that it's just our mind working stuff out. Some people believe that our soul leaves our body when we're asleep and that we go places. I mean, there's a spectrum of what people think happens when we're asleep.
1: There's some people that like get these messages that like end up solving scientific whatever. And they like their dreams help like make breakthroughs, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we know that there's something special happening. And again, I think with most things, it's like not really that important what happens as long as you know that you're getting what actually happens. As long as you know that you're being actively helped through the process. And if you are feeling frustrated because you can't sleep, because you're constantly being, you know, bashed in your sleep with all this crazy activity, then maybe it is a sign for you to pay attention to what the signs are telling you. Because I have a very sneaking suspicion that the moment you start to pay attention, go see a dream interpreter or do it for yourself, that things will settle down. I really do believe that it's a, it's like the knock on the door that's saying, you're not listening. You're not listening. We're trying to, we're trying to, even if the where is your inner, your subconscious is trying to get you to process something. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know? Um,
1: And I think what we talked about in synchronicities about how, when you start paying attention to the signs, you start to see them more. I think that the same thing, you know, applies for dreams. And I think that, Yeah. in a kind of, there's no way to even wrap up dream talk because I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of dream talk. But I would say that again, I'm going to like reference the name of this book. And if you follow me over at magical.bookclub, I have all these quotes from it and I have like all the information on it, but it's the complete book of dreams by Stephanie Galing. And I definitely, there's so much behind the scenes dream work. Like Even just there's chapters on sleep and how to set up a good sleep environment, you know, and then just things like, you know, we know these things about like the blue light on your phones. And it's just, I feel like (laughs) it's such a whole body mystical health that I feel like we're working through in this podcast and dreaming is so, so much part of it because in your human everyday life, sleep is freaking important in your In your like dream work life, setting up a good sleeping environment is super important.
0: And also, to build on that, we literally spend like two-thirds of our life asleep. So much time. So like we spend so much time sleeping. So to think that you're just this inanimate object, when you're asleep, when you are a living, breathing, thinking, cognizant, aware being, to sort of think that that's unimportant time is crazy.
1: It's worth putting into also two thirds.
0: Well, maybe that's just because, you know, I sleep not enough, but you know, hey, well, how do you think about it? I mean, how no, 24 hours, do you sleep for 14 hours every day?
1: No, that's why I'm saying like, we don't spend two thirds of our life asleep. Well, how many hours do you sleep a night? Aren't I awake more than I am asleep?
0: Oh, sorry. Correct. <laughs> one third. I'm sorry. <laughs> no one ever said I was a mathematician. I meant one- <laughs> I I'm
1: like that's no, like, a, that's more two than two thirds awake, of my one life. third asleep.
0: Right, like 24 divided by three is about eight. So if you're doing well and getting eight hours sleep, and I, yeah,
1: you know, which I'm yeah. not, but if you were,
0: like, <laughs> one third of your life is spent asleep. Sorry, I am. I sit, I make a public apology. For my. <laughs> lack of mathematical prowess.
1: Uh, I was just like making sure I'm like, wait, that's a lot of time. I think like, some people wish hours. it was <laughs> like,
0: tourist placements
1: out there. You get two thirds.
0: <laughs> you are only awake for a third of your life. That's true. Um, no, but that's
1: so true, though, is like we spend such a large chunk of our lives in a dreamland, whether we are aware of it or, you know, remember it or not. And it is such a tool. And I'm, I'm totally taking this nugget away that I do a lot of what is done in dream work. I do a lot of that in my waking life. And so maybe that's bringing some grace to, you know, when I am struggling to remember my dreams and struggling to do the work in my dreams, like maybe there are those of us who really are like more of that tangible awake time people and are doing that like especially the confrontational work, the hard stuff, the hard conversations. I have those hard conversations in person. So maybe I don't need to have them with other people's subconscious selves as much as I do with the waking stuff. Yeah, maybe you don't need to do that, yeah. Yeah, but then there's also so much healing that could, you know, just like Stefan said, like realizing your purpose, having like these crazy uh, encounters in your dream and like still up for discussion uh, for the more like spooky parts of dreams that we have but like we don't want to dive into that too deeply because we do want to keep it with the positivity but still they're present and they're worth looking into you know yes. and they're there's so much to there's interpret a- with dreams there's so much that we could you know keep going with but bottom line is it's something that everybody experiences some people more vividly than others and it is fascinating
0: and it is worth investigation and yeah and to the point of the scary dreams sometimes they really are scary but you know even when they are scary don't be afraid to face that because there are some real nuggets of positivity that can come out of those dreams when they are just given a little bit of critical thought and my advice for that is like dissect them like we did with the doll dream just break them into parts and start to look at all the parts because the parts on their own aren't as scary
1: yeah and if you need help contact stefan at Terra for light (laughs) (laughs) Please, <laughs> I would
0: happily interpret your dreams. That's part of what I love to do. So uh, please, please.
1: I love that. So let's let's end it there. Definitely, you know, this could go on forever, but I feel like that's literally every <laughs> single conversation we have. And <laughs> we we got to wrap it up at some point, but it's been super interesting. Again, our socials, our individual socials, I'm over at magical.bookclub. Stefan is at tarot for a light. Tarot for a light. You can find both of us over on Instagram at mystic.gossip. If you are liking this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review. We really appreciate it. It literally, it really does make a difference. And also word of mouth is the most, I think, potent and powerful way of like spreading the word. And also thank you so much to everybody who has given us feedback on this. Like, you know, we do this because we love chatting and, And, and we love spreading the light and we want to like, you know, we, there's part of us that loves chatting and there's part of us that like genuinely (laughs) feels like through our chats, we're helping make ourselves better. And we hope that that's, you know, adding some light and some encouragement and some positivity to the people who are listening. And so thank you so much for everybody who has reached
0: out. Absolutely. You're, you're actually inspiring us to keep going. And just, we know that like through these very simple human conversations, that a lot can be taken away. And and just even if we're starting the ball rolling of some really cool thoughts in your mind, then we are also really, really honored to be part of that process.
1: Yes, absolutely. It is fun to be here chatting. It is fun to then hear from you guys. So follow us over on our socials. And for now, tea's run out.
0: Yeah, we're out of spilling tea.
1: (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) See
0: you next time.